Welcome to the AIP channel where anything is possible. And tonight I'm finally we're going to do our special segment of Between the Rounds, where we're going to talk MMA and the upcoming fights with the Moose. What's going on, guys? Future, future Hall of Fame commentator. <laughs> uh, an MMA fighter. But so it's going to be fun. We're going to try this out and see how this goes. Yeah. Well, first things first, Ricky. It is Saturday, December 16th. That means tonight is UFC 296. So I feel like that's the first topic of discussion that we have to talk about. Pretty uh, good no fight going on tonight. Two title fights. Plus Doug Nasty. Arkansas's well, own. Bryce Mitchell. Uh, yeah. I've trained with him before. I've trained with his coach. So it's uh, I always going to root for him. No matter who he's going against, it's going to be a tough fight for him. But it's uh, got a low thug. Well, right now I do have the card pulled up. So we have on the main card Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. We have Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimplett. We have Shavkat Rachmanov versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. We have Alejandre Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. And the main event, Leon Rocky Edwards versus Colby Chaos Covington. Going to be some good ones. I think uh, potentially, uh, potentially a couple of retirement fights. What do you think? I think if Ferguson loses or wins, no matter what, I feel like this has got to be it. And I was asking myself the same question about Wonder Boy if he does retire. If he does lose to Shavkat, does he retire? I don't really know. I really don't because if I'm being honest with you, yeah, he's 41 and he hasn't been so active. It's been 300-something days since he fought last when he fought Holland. But he's still in great shape. He still looks sharp in the octagon. He's just fighting tough guys. Yeah, I heard him say, though, I mean, he just really, he wants another shot at the title. and. I believe this loss here will push him back where, you know, there's no chance, uh, you know. And if there's no no chance of him getting a title shot or getting a title, then I don't see his drive to keep fighting and performing. That's going to be, like I said, no doubt he can still whoop, you know, have to have the division, no doubt whatsoever. I mean, I know he hates to hear the thing, but he's kind of a gate, he has been kind of a gatekeeper. And he's still a bad, bad man. But uh, I, well, I see if he does lose, he will he'll retire because he just he'll lose that drive. Well, if you look at his last three fights, his last three opponents are Bilal Muhammad, Gilbert Dorino Burns, and Kevin Holland. Those are all tough guys. I mean, Bilal and Gilbert are both really high up in the rankings at one seventy, and you know. He is fighting one of the best prospects at that weight class, and he's talking about, you know, how he wants another title fight. He is fighting in, to me, one of the toughest divisions in the UFC. Because if you look at the the entire top 15 is just all really tough guys. I mean, you have Leon at champ. You have Usman 1, Muhammad 2, Covington 3, Burns 4, Rachmano 5, Wonderboy at 6. 
you know, I mean, all these guys are really good and you have young prospects and I don't know. I don't think he retires, but I do think it sets him back. If he loses this one and maybe loses another one, like they may try to rebook him and Michael Chesnia, I, I, I don't see him going much farther. I think he will eventually pull a DC, you know, DC retired because he wasn't contending for the belt. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Bill L is going to, you know, he's got the next title shot most likely. You know, he's the backup for this fight. And what it, what he said, he's got the next next shot. You know, we'll see how it all plays out. And you never know with, you never know with this world, MMA world, because crazier stuff happens, crazier fights happen. I mean, God forbid it's even a draw, you know, it mean, that stuff, you know, crazy stuff happens. So, um, but well, it should, I, be, it should be a good fight for him. I hopefully, if he can use his kickboxing, keep his range and keep away. But if he, he lets should. him get inside and, and just gets gritty and dirty, I don't, uh, uh, I think it's, Wonder Boy have a hard day. Well, see, the main thing is, though, is he's fighting one of the top prospects. Shavkat 17-0, 100% finish rate. Nobody's like that in the UFC. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you heard, um, to train for this fight, Shavkat skipped his sister's wedding. So when you talk about that kind of determination, this guy really wants to fight. This guy's one of the best we haven't seen him since you know may he was on that john jones card but i i don't i don't know if i see him losing this fight i really think shavkat's gonna put himself up there as one of the top guys and you know i did see a thing that was talking about let's get shavkat versus belail you know when um gary had to drop out because you know he got really sick and got the pneumonia or whatever they were talking about i know chael sonan said this he said let's put shavkat versus belayle because belayle is making weight because he was the backup and then put steven wonderboy thompson versus vince luke which i think that would have been a good to keep vince on the card i know vince was upset that he wasn't fighting there was even talks about you know kevin holland coming in and then fighting at catch weight 180 um I guess Dana just didn't want to get that done. I don't. I don't know. But Maybe that's a lot of moving parts. So I mean, it is possible, but it's a lot of moving parts. And and you know, would a Wonder Boy accept that fight? Would you know? Who would everybody accept the fights? You know, it's it's well, a I lot. Mean, of... We've seen changes like that before because you know at what UFC two ninety or two seventy nine when Hamzat missed weight by so much, they you know changed that whole card around. Because he was supposed to fight Diaz, and then Diaz ended up fighting Ferguson, and Hamzat fought, I think, Kevin Holland. So, I mean, you never know. We could have gotten the change, but, you know, I guess maybe we rebook Vince Luque. I know the UFC 297 card isn't fully complete. Um, Maybe rebook them for a fight night, get Gary back up there, you know, because I know he was – he used to prove the haters wrong because, you know, he's getting a lot of – shit for his wife but you know <laughs> he really needs he needs to get in there and show everybody he's still a top contender yeah i mean it's sad that's the that's the thing he's he's known for right now is i mean everybody forgetting his fighting is 
is all about his wife and her past and uh he needs to he does need to get out there and and put it on a, a dominating for spectacular on whoever he fights so people start go back to talking about his fighting not all the extra crap um but with that i think i'm going to give my official 296 picks i have for josh emmett versus bryce mitchell i know it's short notice i think emmett was supposed to fight giga um but i do have bryce mitchell in that fight i think he's gonna just get back to his winning ways keep winning and continue to continue on and beat emmett um tony ferguson versus patty pimplett unfortunately i think patty's gonna win I did find this out the other day. I didn't know that Patty Pimplett is a second degree black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, I did just find that out. He actually just got his second degree not too long ago training for Tony Ferguson because they do a thing at his gym called uh it's called like it's like a Royal Rumble, but like jujitsu style, where they have like a bunch of guys in there. You should go see the video. It was on Patty's mm-hmm. channel. Uh they have like a hundred guys and everybody started to roll and it was like as soon as you got like as soon as your opponent tapped somebody could come right after you you know it would instantly start rolling until there was one and he ended up winning the whole thing and so they gave him his second degree black belt for it so i think patty wins i think bryce wins uh i do think shavkat wins by whichever way he wants you know i think he will finish wonder boy um i think he is one of the best finishers in the game so i do think he will do that um to me, the co-main Alessandre Pantoja versus Brandon Royaval is the hardest fight to pick. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, Pantoja is shouldn't be the champion and it should still be Moreno because he broke his hand or whatever. Um, and they're talking about how Royaval could knock him out. I think it either goes the distance with Pantoja winning or Royaval will finish him. But I do think the former, I am going to take Pantoja. And then in the main event, I've seen a lot of people picking Colby Covington, but and maybe I would have agreed after, you know, before Thursday night, because I think what Colby said about Leon's dad was way uncalled for, and I think that just made it so much more personal for Leon, and I think he's going to knock him out. I do. I think he's going to crush Colby. Uh, they are talking about Colby's stamina, but, you know, stamina is all fine to get kicked in the head. Um. So that that's my picks. I got Mitchell, Pimplet, Rachmanov, Pantoja, and Edwards. That's pretty close to mine. Um, of course, like like we were said at the beginning, I'm I'm running with Thug Nasty for. I mean, I remember when he first started fighting. I was here, you know, in Minglewood Hall. I seen him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to find a video. I'll show it to you. It was him after his fight interview. Probably was like his second or third fight, and he was all. Uh, and the guy, the guy asked him, "Why they call you Thug Na- Thug Nasty?" And he was like, "Cause I'm a thug up in these streets." He <laughs> was, it was absolutely hilarious, man. He's he's a good guy. He's down to earth. I mean, he's everybody. There's a lot of people talking talk crap about him, because, but he's down and out. He's a good dude. Um, uh, run with Thug. Yeah, I hate it. I think I don't know. I mean, you never know in that fight with Ferguson and Pamela because Ferguson 
I mean, like his last fight, he was looking good until he he wasn't. I mean, he was he could catch him, but um, but it probably I hate to say it, but I probably will be pimpling on him. Uh, I agree, like, and on the Thompson. Thompson fight, I see him losing. I mean, he's what is it, minus six hundred on <laughs> Yeah going against him tonight. A minus yeah. favorite. Yeah. Joffrey hits quite a bit just on that part. I mean it is a fight, so anything can happen, but I don't I see him dominate him and retire him. I, I see I see Thompson and and Ferguson retiring tonight. That's my thing. Um, uh, Rogel, I, I think, gets that one. I think he becomes. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm one of the ones. I think kind of Kobe might have this one. I really do. He, I know he, he talks, a lot of, talks a lot of shit, and that's just part of his game, and he wants to get in your head. I mean, sometimes that get works. You know, you can see. Um, uh, uh, I'm brain farting as always. Jose Auto fight, you know, when he fought. Um, man, I hate being old. <laughs> when he lost the belt, come on, Moose, help me out. Yeah, Conor McGregor. And how can I forget Conor? Um, yeah, I mean, he got in his head. I mean, he truly, truly got in his head. He was uncharacteristic and rushed in and got caught. And that's the thing. You got to keep a cool head, even though, like, somebody says something really bad or whatever. I mean, you want to put it on them, but you've got to have a control on it. So, uh, matters how far it pushes them. Well, it could I be mean, great for them. It could be terrible for them. But I well, think Kobe, Kobe, Kobe with his gas tank and – uh, I, I see him winning. Well, if you like do the MMA, smash. if you do the MMA math, um, you know Leon beat Usman twice. Uh, the first time, yeah, he was losing the fight. He did get a catchy flash KO. You know that is not the cloth from which he is cut. Um, mm. but I think the second time they fought, maybe it was a dejected Usman, but Edwards still beat him. In, in good fashion defending the belt. And, you know, Usman's a guy who beat Colby not once but twice in, you know, dominant fashion both times. So if you do the MMA map, Edwards is better than Covington. And Covington, he's got a little rustiness, you know. I mean, I think Edwards has fought twice in the last year, and Covington hasn't been in the octagon in 651 days. So I think that's a tougher thing to talk about is, you know, yeah, Colby, he's, he's still got trash talk, but, you know, is he still going to be ready to step in there and try to go for the belt. I do think Edwards gets it though. I I think, you know, from I think yeah, he's going to he's going to channel what Kobe said, but he's not going to let it get the best of him. He's still going to do what he's good at. He's good under pressure, you know, and I think he's he, he's going to beat him. It's going to motivate him and he's going to beat him and defend and then move on to probably Belial. Most like, I mean, it, it's possible, no doubt, you know. But I'll say MMA math never adds up, though. 
that I is seen true. we years ago they had a had a meme and and um they did MMA math and according to MMA math Mighty Mouse was the heavyweight champion in the world because he went down the line everybody beat this person that beat this person and it's one of the things you never know. Uh, like I said, I, Usman on that second fight, I see he was he was in his head. He wasn't the same same Usman. He was he's timid. He was cautious of being. He didn't want to get knocked out again, so he was really cautious on it. So I, I don't. That wasn't the same Usman fighting. So and now Usman what zero and three. For the last three fights. Yeah, he lost to Edwards twice. And then he did lose to Hamzat. That was a split decision. I do think, you know, I mean, Hamzat did break his hand in the first round after one of them takedowns. So he kind of, that's why he looked a little more standoffish in rounds two and three. And uh, speaking of Hamzat Shemaev, I don't know if you heard, him and Robert Whitaker are in the works for UFC 299 in March. I did see that. I knew it was another one I was thinking about. I seen that popped up. I think I seen it on Twitter or X. Um, but yeah, I did see that. So I mean, that's that's gonna be um, that's gonna be a hell of a fight right there because Robert Whitaker's no slouch. He's yeah, he's coming off of a loss to Drickus Duplass C, so he's gonna try to get it back. And then I think Hamzat still wants to prove that he is a top contender i do think the winner of that fight will face the winner of strickland versus duplessis i think that is the fight to make because you know dana did say dana was saying that the winner of uzman shamayev was going to get a title shot but granted you know a lot of people were saying that maybe shamayev needs to fight one more you know fight an actual 185 or and he he will you know former champ robert whitaker is going to be a tough test for him and i I'm a Shamaya fan. Y'all all know that. So I'm going to hope he gets it done. But I do like Robert Whitaker too. So, I mean, either way, it's a win-win for me in that fight. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight no matter what. Who who comes out with the hand raises. The fans win with that fight for sure. Well, speaking of upcoming fights. So, you know, this is our last UFC event for close to a month you know we don't see another ufc card until january 13th of next year which has the rematch between magomed and kalov versus johnny walker you know the fight that got a controversial stopping on back in october so yeah it was october it was october right i think so it was my birthday. It was the same fight as um, Makashev versus Volk. So we do have that. Uh, you know, we really don't know there. I think it was a very close fight before it did get stopped. I think both of them were doing something, you know, Walker through that knee, you know, the shutter knee that he likes to throw where he shells up and explodes off of it. And I do think he was getting pressured before he got hit with an illegal knee. Um, I don't think that fight should have been stopped. If you look back at it, uh, the question that was asked is, where are you? You know, and of course they were in Abu Dhabi. I think Johnny Walker said the desert. And 
the doctor decided to stop it off that. I mean, but that's one of the big things is asking where are you with the language barrier. You know, you're asking a guy from Brazil where he's at with an American doctor. So I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Maybe that shouldn't have gotten stopped. Maybe it should have. Um, who knows? Um, another guy fighting on that card is a guy I like, Manel Cape. He uh, he fought not too long ago, and he's fighting Matthias Nicola. And I, I think he maybe hopefully gets that one done. I do like Manel Cape. I hope he becomes a good contender at 125. So I am excited to see that. And Andre Arlovsky, the the old man heavyweight, he's back in action versus Aldo Portillo. <laughs> baby. He just keeps getting better. He keeps like he has a little streak of losses, and then he comes back and starts knocking heads off again. He's a he's a it's incredible. Early one of the first UFC champions, and he's still in the game fighting. That's a it's amazing that pretty how long he's been fighting and fighting at a top level. Yeah, it's like he he is the oldest active guy on the roster. It's like him and Wonder Boy and Clay, I think Goudier are all are all um all the old men, all the elders. And then you know, you move on to January twentieth, we have UFC two ninety seven, Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis. An interesting thing about that fight is, you know, they had the season regional, like the seasonal press conference last night. With, you know, um, I know O'Malley and Cheeto were there, Volk and Taporia were there, and then Strickland and Duplessis were there. Um, you know, they did face-offs after the paper, like after the actual press conference. And one of the things is, is if you ever look at Sean Strickland face-offs, he's always laughing, smiling, joking, you know, looking at the camera, messing with his opponent. You know, he's done it in every fight. You know, he even did it with Adesanya. He was looking angry. Like, he looked like he wanted to kill Drickus Duplessis. I know Drickus did hit a nerve talking about, you know, Sean's dad. Because I do think there is some stories that Sean's dad did some probably not okay things to Sean. Um, but he looked, he was locked in. He he definitely looked like he was, he's ready to get the job done with Duplessis. And that's a, that's a tough wait, waiting all the way. For a month for that one. Uh, we also have Raquel Pennington versus Maria Bueno Silva for I think the Bantam women's Bantamweight title. And then we have Neil Magny versus Mike Mallet, uh Jan Blahovich versus Alexander Rakic. I think we were supposed to get that fight not too long ago. Actually at this pay per view, I think we were supposed to have that one. And they got hmm. moved because I think Jan had a little minor injury that he had to take care of. Um, Dominic Reyes is also on that card. Um, Brad Katona, the the Ultimate Fighter winner from this year. Um, Charles Jordian, another good. It's a pretty good card coming up. It's some good names. Arnold Allen are fighting, so I'll be an interesting one at two ninety seven. Yes, they're not stopping with this one. They 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 got some real. It's amazing the talent and everything and all and how solid the cards are, how loaded they are. Come, you would think it's like who they're gonna have on three hundred because of how great the other you know 
these other cars are going to be. See, I don't even know because, you know, the big thing is, is, you know, Connor is obviously speculated him and Michael Chandler is the number one fight probably to make there. But after that, you really don't have many guys who can put their belt on the line. I mean, maybe Pereira can do that, but, you know, you know, we have a flyweight championship tonight. You know, we have a bantamweight championship in March. We have featherweight in February. We have, we just had lightweight, but Islam can't fight at UFC 300. He can't because of uh, Ramadan. That's why he's trying to fight at UFC 299 on March 9th, because it's the, that is the day before Ramadan. So he's trying to fight, I think, Justin Gaethje, because Islam has said he's not interested in rematches. He doesn't, you know, want rematches, which is understood. Because, you know, you look at, the big talk is like, you look at Usman's legacy. You know, back then, you know, he beat Colby Covington, Colby Covington, Masvidal, Burns. No, he didn't beat Masvidal. Did he fight Masvidal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Usman did. Knocked him out. Well, I think it was like, the thing is, he had five title defenses, and three of them, three, it was like the three same dudes. So, mm-hmm. you understand, you know, Islam doesn't, like, he's not interested in a rematch with Armand Suzukian. He's not interested in an Oliveira rematch. He's wanting to keep knocking guys down at 155, and so he wants Gaethje. I think that's an interesting fight to make. Uh, if anybody, if there's anybody to beat Islam, it would be Gaethje, so... They're talking about that for March just because, you know, he wants to fight before Ramadan. But, you know, back to the thing is, like, we have flyweight, we have bantamweight, feather, light, welterweight tonight. Um, Middleweight is in January. And so, like, that's really the only guys that can defend is light heavyweight. Alex Pereira will be the only one ready and able to go for UFC 300. Because, you know, John Jones is, of course, hurt. He won't be cleared by April because of the pec tear. Well, you got the interim title. I mean, he could defend it again. Well, I was I, – I think I had, you know, at, under the possible fights, I did have Aspinall versus Surreal gone. So, it would be interesting to see that one, I think. And then, of course, you can do um, Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko three, you know. Which, I mean, granted, it's women's MMA, but it's an exciting fight, you know. It's still yeah. a good fight. I think, I do think Shevchenko should be the champion right now. I know they did a draw, but I think it it was something about a ref scored one round 10-8 when it shouldn't have been a 10-8 or something like yeah, that. It was, a, it was a weird, it was a, I think I actually watched that card. and Yeah, it was, I don't know what the judge, that one judge, he's here. Sometimes hey, you wonder. It was Mexican yeah. Independence Day because I know uh, Raul Rosas fought and she fought, and it, it was a good. Mm-hmm. It was a good for like a main for a fight night. It was a really good card. Um, but moving on in February, we got some good fights. There's a fight night UFC Vegas '86 with Jack Hermanison versus Joe Pfeiffer. Um, and then you move on to UFC 298. Volkanovski versus Deporia, Tatina Suarez versus Amanda Lemos, two top contenders at, I think that's women's flyweight or straightweight. I think it's straightweight. Whatever weight class Zwei Lee's the champion of, because I know Lemos just fought Zwei Lee. 
Um, you have Sahudo versus Marab, and you have Tai Tuivasa versus Marchin Tiberia. That that was just announced not too long ago. So I mean that's that's another good card. And of course, you know, in March we have O'Malley versus Marlon Chito Veras. So it'll be interesting to see how some of these fights play out. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, who do they book for UFC 300? Because you know, like I was saying, I mean, we have Zwei Lee could defend. I guess she hasn't fought in a minute. We do have Alex Pereira. We have Alexa Grasso, but when it comes to, you know, men's MMA, there's not many guys who are going to be open to defend their belt. That's true. I mean, I everybody's been speculating. I could see them trying to bring in some older older stars that's kind of fill it in. Maybe talk some guys in, you know, somebody that still can go. Well, yeah, there was I uh, potentially. I believe potentially you could see Brock back. You can see Brock Lesnar back in there one more, one more time. He he hadn't been on UFC. I mean UFC. Yeah, he hadn't been on WWE. So um, that's he's what been I was going to say. We haven't seen, seen we anything. Brock. That's what I was going to say. Is we uh, haven't. He seen... could be getting ready. But who would he fight though? I mean, that's the, that'd be the thing. You don't want to put him against really somebody up and, um, and knock him, you know, if he wins, he, you know, he's not going nowhere with it. I mean, if he hurts one of the younger guys coming up, I don't know. I mean, he had to put him in an interesting fight though. You could put, um, uh, Let me look at the list here. I, I, I have a name in my head, and I'm wondering if you're thinking the same thing. This my brain is a. Let's see. Hey, what I want. <laughs> Let's see. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Where's your heavies at? Like. I've got a name in my head right now that I think would be an interesting matchup. Um, I hope they would do it to him. I mean, you could do for this. You could do. I don't know, and it wouldn't hurt him really. Even if he took a loss, I don't think it'd be Derek Lewis. That'd be that, interesting. That, that's the exact name I had. Is I think Derek Lewis coming off that loss to Jalatin Almeida, you know, where he got sat on for 25 minutes straight. You know, you need to. Yeah, but Brock's coming to wrestle. <laughs> be you have another one. Because yeah. I think, I mean, Brock, yeah, he, he was, he is a wrestler, NC, you know, double A, Division One champ at Minnesota. But he does have some power. Like, I know he was knocking some guys out in his short little stint. To become champ. Oh yeah, know. yeah. If you watch him, uh, uh, when he hit Crazy Horse, knocked him across the whole freaking ring. You know, uh, in his in his first fight in the UFC, he, um, damn, what was his name? Um, I can picture it in my head. It was it was absolutely crazy. The uh, 
and then he rushed over there. He was beating Mirror the first time, and he just got caught. The referee stood him up, and then went when they re-engaged, he went and caught him and caught his foot. Um. Well, uh, two other fights that have been speculated is, uh, of course, Georgia's St. Pierre versus Nick Diaz has been in talks. Because, you know, if you look at both of them, both those guys are still in amazing shape. Oh, uh, yeah. Still takes very good care of his body. Uh, Nick Diaz kind of let himself go, but here recently he's been he's, – he's shredded right now. So you got those yeah, two guys. He's getting ready for something. <laughs> and then another another conversation has been Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate. Um, which is possible because she's not under WWE contract anymore. She's been fighting. I, she's been in the of, Indies. She's yeah. been in the Indies and stuff, going around wrestling in the Indies, but uh, just having fun. But yeah, she could be getting ready. Uh. You know, who knows? I mean, she could come, try to come back and make another. She could even make another run for it, you know, like Misha uh, Tate's trying to. She's not. I know Rhonda's not very old. Like, I know she's still got. She's 36. I mean, we've seen. We see, you know, women still making huge impacts older, you know. Um, like I know Shevchenko's up there in some age, and I know you know, of course, Cyborg at Bellator is still she's like forty something. No, I didn't think Cyborg was that old. She was. Everybody thinks she's that old. <laughs> That's gonna be sound good. I don't think Cyborg's that old. I'm looking it up. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was doing she's thirty-eight. Yeah, she's well, thirty-eight. She's thirty-eight. I knew she won in her forties. Yeah, she was in her early thirties when she fought in UFC. Like I said, everybody, she's been fighting for so long. She's had so many fights. Everybody thought she was. A lot of people thought she was a lot older than she was. Um. Oh, another guy who was recently entered back into. Um back into USADA. I don't want to mess up his name. Let me make sure. What's going to go on, on with that with the USADA and UFC uh, next year not having... Well, they... Um, they did... They changed organizations. UFC, new anti-doping company. Um... Drug-free sports something. It's D-F-I-S-I. Okay. Um, They're doing the same thing. They're just not doing it with USADA. Well, a lot of it was, you know, you know, Dana protects his top guy. And what USADA apparently was doing to Conor McGregor wasn't wasn't right. And so, you know, he's going to protect his top guy. So... Well, I mean, they would show up, you know, they'll show up at your, they would show up at your house or anywhere. You're at the gym. Hell, you're in the bathroom taking a, you know, a number two and they'll show up and say, hey, give me a test, you know, and then they yank blood out of you, you know. 
it's pretty, you know, and it's, and then the bad thing I didn't like about it. I mean, I like to test it. Don't get me wrong. They need to be tested everybody, but it needs to be across the board. Even like there's certain people who gets tested 10 times more than other people. Uh, I mean, why why are they testing them so much more, you know, than these other people? Uh, There's something, something ain't right there. I know uh, one story was, you know, they went to Demetrius Johnson's house to test him, and he was in the middle of streaming. He's like playing a game or something like a video game. And he had USADA sit there for 45 minutes while he finished what he was doing in that game before he went and gave him a test. <laughs> so I mean yeah. like what he wasn't running or nothing. I think I think he was playing like uh he was doing something. I want to say like League of Legends or something. He was like raiding a tomb or something like that. And he was like, You're you're gonna wait. I'm I'm gonna finish this before I get up. I heard Vondelay Silva, he he hit underneath the cage. <laughs> well the guy I was thinking of, um that re-entered USADA. He said he doesn't know if, this, if he's going to fight again, but he wants to have the option. It's Paul Felder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah, he didn't say he. He just wants to keep his options open. I mean, he he's a great, you know, color commentary and stuff, and you know, commentator. I guess. I guess you ain't going to say color comment. Um, always talking like wrestling, like wrestling talk. But do what is Rogan going to be on the mic tonight? I imagine. I hadn't heard. Because I know his big thing is he only does big events inside the U.S. Like he doesn't travel with the UFC anymore. But, like, if it's in the U.S., he'll make it. I mean, it's in Vegas, isn't it? Yeah, they're in Vegas, so I would imagine. Yeah, you'll have Joe Joe there tonight, then. I haven't seen anything. That he, he's not doing it, but. Um, if not, he'll be doing his. uh. Uh, J.R.E. Have all his buddies, yeah, have all his buddies there getting drunk and talking shit. <laughs> Eddie Bravo spreading truth. Joey Diaz. <laughs> that man's crazy. I I still think one of the best episodes of J.R.E. is when uh, he was on there with Yoel Romero and Joey Diaz was translating. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that, but I never seen that one. I had to look that one up. Yeah, it's it's you know he had Yoel Romero on there. God, I, I love me some Yoel Romero. I really, I want, I wish we could have seen him in the UFC when he was younger. Oh you yeah, know? I mean you were talking about thirty six. How that's when he come into UFC was thirty six. Yeah, he, he's forty six right now and one of the top contenders in Bellator. Yeah, he's a and. A freak of nature of in shape. Um, I wish I'm 44. I wish I was in the shape that (laughs) yo, Meryl. Good God. I mean, you talk about a different breed, you know, because he does, you know, he doesn't weight lift, he doesn't lift weights. It's all body exercise that he's in that shape. And, you know, talk about how he had that fight and they were in Australia or whatever and they sent him to the doctor after he broke his orbital and the doctor calls UFC, like, where'd you find this guy? And it was like, what what do you mean? Oh, he's great. Right? No, you don't understand. His orbital tendons are three times stronger. They're already healing themselves. 
It's like his tendons are three times stronger than the average male. Like his, like it was already healing itself. Not even three days later. <laughs> Joe Romero's a mutant. <laughs> he's a fucking yeah. X Man. He's truly the soldier of God. That's for sure. <laughs> that's um, wild. One of those guys that takes nickname to heart. Another guy who's fighting tonight, uh, Cody Garbrandt. Oh, yes, talk about an undercard. Yeah, we got Cody. I had it pulled up here, and I, I took it. Took it off. I was looking at the undercard earlier. There it is. Oops. Too far, Ricky. Yeah, Irene Aldana's fighting. Um, Casey O'Neill, who's on a four, three, four fight win streak. Um, Andre Philly. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt versus uh, Brian Kelheller. Casey O'Neill, she's she's no slouch either. On the flyweight belt, excuse me. Yeah, I wonder. Hopefully, uh, Cody can get him a get back in that win, stringing some wins together or something like that. But I don't know. Well, he, won his, he won his last fight against Trevin Jones at UFC 285. That's what I'm saying. Get him, get him some. More than one. <laughs> get him a couple of them there together and maybe get his confidence back up, you know. What I want to see is I want to see you. You remember what he did to Dominic Cruz? How he just outclassed Dominic Cruz for five rounds? Yeah, That's that was I'm... that was a crazy fight. I was I watched that fight live. It was uh, like, holy shit. I want to see Leon Edwards do that to Colby Covington tonight. That's what I want. To see. That's 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 a I'm, whole different style fight, but yeah, I, I uh but yeah, he was he he mimicked the dominator. Cody really did and was it was incredible. But you can see with Co uh Kobe tonight, it's it's possible, but I I still say Kobe's going to pressure, he's going to shoot, he's going to whoop. There he goes. Well, the he thing is, back. is we're acting like Leon doesn't know what Colby's going to try to do. We're acting like Leon hasn't been working on takedown defense, like he hasn't oh. been working on a pressure fight. We we know he's training. We know. He's oh no, no doubt. I'm not. No, I never say he's not. Um, I mean, he does have cool. one of the longest active win streaks in the UFC right now. Yeah, but he he has. He don't fight that often either. Yeah, it's easy to have a active lot. You know, fighting streak is when you don't fight. You know, he has one of the weakest. You know, consistency of fighting. Like I said, what he's fought twice in the last two years, three years. It was like eleven fights in eight years, or something like that. Like he fought, you know. March 18th, 2023, August 20th, 2022, June 12th, 2021, March 13th, 21, July of 2019, March of 2019, June of 2018. So huge gaps. But, you know, I mean, he has some impressive wins. Vince Luque, Donald Cerrone, Rafael Dos Anjos, 
a no contest with Bilal Muhammad, Nate Diaz, and two wins over Kamara Usman. Hasn't lost since he lost to Usman back in 2015. But it'll, it'll be interesting. I can't hear you, Rick. Uh-oh. There we go. I there hit the button. Go. My bad. Yeah, um, that's what I did the other day. I was messing with this mic. I just got this brand new mic, and uh, I'm learning how to use it. I was trying to get my little lights to come back on. I guess I muted myself. Uh, but yeah, he had um, had Nate Diaz should have won that fight though. When he had Nate, Nate had him rock, and Nate was just being Nate and pointing at him and laughing at him. He should have went in there and finished him. Uh, he fought a couple lightweights that came up to seventy, and. And there's no, I'm not taking nothing against Leon. He's he's a bad, bad man. I don't want to meet him, you know, in a cage and fight him or nothing like that. But he, and I, and he, no doubt he's training and ready for that pressure. But that's, if you watch Kobe, everybody knows that's what he wants to do. He wants to smash and pressure you and drag you into the deep, dark pits of hell. and. That's what makes him so good is you know what's going to come. He knows what he wants, and he's still doing it. Uh, that's uh, the definition of a great fighter from a good fighter. You know what they're going to do. You're going, they're going to try to do. You know exactly what their game plan is, and they come in and do it, and there's nothing you can do. You see that happen all the time. You know, people come in. You know, go against a high-level wrestler. Hey, you can train all you want to on takedown defense and everything. And they still, <laughs> they still get it there, make that shot, and take them down. You know, it's 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 freaky. I don't know. I just really, it's not that like I'm not the I'm not like a huge Leon supporter. It's just it's really hard for me to back Colby Covington after. Just what he, like his comments, you know, it's just what, what did he say? I didn't, I missed it. I did not hear him. I heard you talking about it. He, um, at so the he, gym, and uh, I just did not hear. I, I meant to look it up. I didn't hear what he said. So he said, um, he said, Leon, Saturday night, I'm gonna take you to the, to the seventh layer of hell, and we'll say what's up to your dad while we're there. Leon Edwards' oh. father was murdered when he was 13. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't hear that one. I heard I heard him talking crap about uh, Ian's wife and all that, but I didn't hear. I didn't see that video. Yeah, he said something about Ian's wife. Um, he taught. He called Wonder Boy a pedophile. Uh, <laughs> Dale. Yeah, he was just, and it's like. He turned the entire UFC roster against him in one night. Because, like, I I was looking at an article preparing for this, and it said, like, UFC is com- – like, the UFC roster is completely back in Leon Edwards tonight. And it's just, like, he was just 
I, and he was slurring words. Like, I don't know if he was intoxicated or what. Like, he just wasn't wasn't talking right. And then, you know, of course, after he said that about Leon's dad, I think Leon threw a water bottle at him. And they had, like, an intense face-off after that. So I seen that on the, on the weigh-ins. They had to keep them separated. And, of course, Kofi's all in it, all dressed up. Yeah, as George, as George Washington or whatever. Yeah. But like I, I don't, I don't know. It's just really hard, you know, to back Colby after that one. I mean, I've never really been the biggest fan of his, but you know, after that, it really kind of depletes anything I would have going for him. You know, normally you root for the American, but in this one, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got to root for who you like. I mean, and then, yeah, you got to root for who you like. I, I mean, I mean, I grew up. You know, you you root for, you know, you know Olympics. You're gonna go for American, of course, and all that. But you know, as UFC and all the fights and stuff like that, I've I've always just rooted for who I like. You know, it's you know. Of course, I was chanting USA when like Dan Henderson versus Bisping. Now I did that was my all-time favorite knockout, one of the greatest knockouts of all time. But uh, yeah, I was yelling USA on that one. I used to carry it around the video. I record, I download the video, and I used to carry it around my phone and show people I'm like, look at this. <laughs> and it was like I don't know him and Tony Ferguson were going after it for a second, and then all of a sudden they're chanting America and become best friends. it's really like i I don't i don't know colby's an interesting cat but in the end i think it's it's all it's all for the all for the money it's a lot of it's a show just to to get everybody's thoughts you know well i mean what some people are saying like connor it's just like connor connor's there you know he he says all what he says to get everybody hyped up and but uh, i think I think Connor's a prime example of what a trash talker should be because Connor's going to talk his trash. He's going to get in your head, but he's never going to go too far. You know, he doesn't, I don't know if there's ever a time where he's touched some water that he doesn't need to be in, you know? I know he attacked a bus. I know that. And, well, uh... I mean, that's not really trash talk. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was different. And there was a story about <laughs> He was he went ape shit for a little bit there, man. Well, apparently, about that and he had the big uh, uh, big watch me call to get off of him. You know, he basically said, "Man, I was just playing." <laughs> well, I think the thing was with that was that was whole that was Habib and Connor. Was yeah, Habib. Yeah, I hate. I'm so bad with names. I don't care if I've said them a thousand times. I'm. Yeah, we had a whole that whole fight, that whole all that stuff, and then the bus, and then they get in the fight, and 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 they say that Connor was talking to him in the in the cage. I was like, man, I was just playing, I was just playing, and I be he was just beating his head in. Well, when he attacked the bus, apparently, I don't know if it's like Habib's team. Or whatever, I like did something. There were a lot of people in there. It wasn't just Habib's team. His team was in there, 
but like Thug Rose was in there and um uh see well, who no. it was quite a few a few other I mean it it almost cost the, the card because uh, you know like somebody could have got hurt and well the thing was is like what I'm trying to say is McGregor attacked the bust because a member or multiple members of Habib's team did something or said something to like Connor's best friend or whatever messed with him. And so his best friend calls Connor like, Hey, they did this. And so Connor just attacked the bus, you yeah. know, cause it's like, you know, you mess with his best friend. It's like messing with your brother, you know? Yeah. I mean, I understand, but yeah, it, but it was a, it was a shit show for sure. Cause they, um, and then, you know, I mean, even then, like, yeah, you talk about he attacked the bus. That was pretty bad. But then, you know, you have Habib's team jump the cage and, like, Habib jumped the cage going after Dylan Dennis and Habib's team jumped the cage and sucker punched Connor. Oh, it, I, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it, like I said, it was a shit show. That That whole thing, it was wrongs on both sides, no doubt. Uh yeah, it, it shouldn't have never escalated at that point, but I mean, it, it happens. I've been, um, I've been at a, <laughs> I've been at an MMA event. I got carried out of that sun gun. I had a guys on each arm on me trying to get me to put my arms behind my back, and I just S grip and, and they pick me up and carry me out like this. They're like, put your arm behind your back. I said, fuck you, I ain't doing it. I said, I got. And you ain't, I said, I'll walk out, but I ain't put my arm behind my back. And they carried me over to the side and about to jump me. And then my friend, a uh, friend of mine's Mike showed up and they realized it was two on two. And, and then they started stuttering and told him to get me out of there. I'm like, it was, it was absolutely, I've been a part of a shit show before and all kinds of drama and stuff so i don't like it you know i I like how you know how we have our stuff and i like uh having a good time and i don't like all the bs but i've i've, I've been there like so we ain't never attacked a bus or nothing but <laughs> no, it, it, it turned into a whole shit show and there was a uh damn half-ass riot at the, at the fights you've and never they, thrown they had brought in they had brought in extra security just because of the of the beef and the heat and it was a good time so good memories you never threw a dolly at a at a bus window no no uh, a friend of mine he threw a water bottle at somebody this one dude put his hands on my coat so i reached and grabbed tried to grab him and then this big old eight foot security guy started pushing me and they, then they, everything, they stopped everything for about two seconds and they told them to get me out of there. I'm like, why me? Everybody in here is pushing and pu- grappling and, and it was just, it was a shit show. Uh, like I said, I don't even, ancient past. <laughs> Back when I really didn't care. Um, but I like to, I don't like all that extra drama and stuff. I like being respectful and, even win or lose, shake hands and go on your way. Well, alrighty. I think we've hit our hour. We have we have done a done an hour. I think we've done pretty well. 
think I'm going to go get me some food. I'm pretty hungry. I haven't eaten today. <laughs> I so, ate breakfast today. Uh, uh, Taco Felix had a big old spread. Oh, nice. I couldn't, I couldn't eat it all. All righty. We got interesting fights tonight. I think we've got a good episode of Between the Rounds, and I think uh, yeah, this yeah, is fun. I think the first one's in the books, and uh, and more fun to come. Once uh, we have several other going to have be on here, we're going to have a whole panel of people. That's the goal. Um, just, hey, it's the holidays and stuff happening, so we once we get everybody in here, it's going to be even more, so. Appreciate everybody listening, you know, do the share, like, and all that good stuff and uh, spread the word and we're going to make this thing grow and have fun. So appreciate you. I left the part, I left this part out at the very end. I can't, I got to have it in there no matter what. And as always, keep on keeping on and peace and chicken grease. Y'all be good. <laughs>